Did you know that we do more than just podcasts here at mededmedia.com? We help students get into medical school. We help them with their applications, with their personal statements, and even preparing for their interviews. If that's something you're interested in doing, go check out medicalschoolhq.net, click on our services at the top, and we'll show you everything we can do to help you get into medical school. This is the Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 94. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome back to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast, or welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast if this is your first time joining me here today. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. I'm your host here every week for the Old Pre-Meds Podcast, where we take questions directly from the oldpremeds.org forms and answer them here on the podcast. If you don't know what Old Pre-Meds is, now you will know, because I'll tell you. Old Pre-Meds is the National Society for Non-Traditional Pre-Medical and Medical Students. It's a mouthful. That's why we just say Old Pre-Meds. You don't have to be old to be an Old Pre-Med. You just have to be non-traditional, whatever that means to you. I was a non-traditional student. I wanted to be a physician through college, but I didn't get in the first time, and I took a three-year hiatus, worked in a gym, and managed some personal trainers, and was a personal trainer myself, and then went back to medical school. So I was a, I was a non-traditional student in my own right. The non-traditional student is becoming the traditional student, and you are here on this journey with a lot of other students. So go check out oldpremeds.org, sign up for an account in the forum section, and ask away, ask your questions away. Today we have a great question from a student who is struggling with where to go next. I'm going to say she. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. So I'm going to say she and say, uh, I graduated in 2015 from UC Berkeley. My science GPA is 2.87 and my cumulative with all others is 3.33. The reason why my BCPM, and I'll, I'll stop there, BCPM, if you don't know, is biology, chemistry, physics, and math. Those are the science courses that go into make up the science GPA for the AMCAS application. And I'll, I'll give you a caveat to that after I finish reading this. My BCPM is so low is because I failed math my sophomore year. During this year, I was severely depressed and affected by matters back home. At the same time, my learning disability was really getting the best of me given the more challenging environment. I retook the class and got a B plus. However, this F is still being accounted for. I got a job after college to help my family. I work at an ophthalmic research center as a lead ocular disease evaluator, and I volunteer at a needle exchange clinic on the weekends. Recently, I applied to a postback program that would start in January of 2018. However, I've been paired up with a fellow to write an abstract for conference submission. The only way I can be sponsored for this conference is if I remain an employee until the conference date, which is late April or early May. What do I do? I know my GPA is what deters me from applying to medical school, thus my urgency to get into a post program is very much real. But this conference is a big deal, and I have chosen due to my knowledge and experience. I have been chosen due to my knowledge and experience. 
I have not taken the MCAT yet, and I was planning on self-studying. Should I study and take the MCAT and just apply for the next cycle of postbacs so that I may attend this conference? I've just been feeling like I'm constantly postponing my future. All right, so lots of moving parts here. Poor science GPA, including an F in math. I don't know how many Fs are there. It looks like it's just one. I don't know how one F... I would have to see all of the grades in front of me. It's hard to imagine how one F can bring the GPA down that much, but I guess it can. Um, So I'd be interested to see what the rest of the transcript looks like for this student. Now she, I said I'll call her a she, I don't know. She states she's doing this research and to be sponsored to go to the conference needs to remain an employee. My question is, what is more important, going to a conference or getting into medical school? Getting into medical school this year or next year or getting into a postback this year or next year, right? Because that's, that's the decision point. Do I just put everything on pause class-wise and say, I'm enjoying this research. I'm going to take a break. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to do this research, I'm going to go to a conference and, and I'm going to live my life and then next year I'm going to reapply to postbacs and do well in my postback, do well in the MCAT and then apply for medical school after that. So that's putting off medical school probably until 2020-ish. I'm just guessing based on kind of the, the timeline here. If that is okay with you, then do it. If it's not okay with you, if that, if that kind of hurts you inside, they go, oh, 2020, that means I won't graduate until 2024, and I won't finish my three-year residency until 2027, and then my one-year fellowship until 2028. So it's not until 2028, the end of 2028, when I'm actually working. That's 10 years from now. Does nine years sound better than 10 years? Does eight years sound better than 10 years? When you look at it in the, in the big picture of everything, it's really not a lot of time. Right now, on this side of things, it feels like a lot of time. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not. So I would, I would say, don't worry about it. If, if you're really into this research, go do the research, go to the conference, delay everything. But I'm going to throw a wrinkle in there for you and have you think about this. For the DO application, math does not count as a science. So if you throw out the math and add it into your every other GPA, all other GPA, for the DO application, for ACOMIS, it's just biology, chemistry, and physics. And so if you dropped your math, your GPA would probably be very similar to what your total GPA is. Now, is that still strong enough? I don't know. Do you have a great upward trend? I don't know. I just see this one little snapshot at the end. So there are lots of other things to think about on this journey for you. Are you okay just doing research for a year, postponing postback, delaying gratification and just enjoying your life for now? Or is time of the essence and you need to get into medical school, you need to get into a postback right this minute so that you can apply to medical school as soon as possible and graduate as soon as possible and start working as soon as possible. So some things to think about.
All right, I hope that was helpful for you. Some decision algorithms. This is very common stuff that I talk to students with on a day-in, day-out basis as I'm helping them, coaching them. I'll, I'll talk to a student who is working with me, just a one-off phone call saying, hey, Dr. Gray, I need your help. I have all of these different variables in my life. Help me figure out what I need to be thinking about, what I need to be doing right now to set myself up for success in the future. If that sounds, if that sounds like something you would like to talk to me about, go check out everything that we have to offer, medicalschoolhq.net slash no slash, just medicalschoolhq.net, and then click on the Our Services menu at the top there. I hope you have a great week. Come and join us next week here for another great episode of the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. Don't forget to check out all the other podcasts we do at MedEd Media. That's M-E-D-E-D media.com.